It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now I got a bunch of different podcasts, including this one, where we have breaking news to start the show, which rarely happens. Make sure you check me out on social at Ross Tucker NFL. And if you ever just engage with at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, you can have a great chance to go ahead and win the Spread the Word winner via social media or maybe even take advantage of one of the sponsors and get one of the free Maddens I still have to give out. The star of this show, I make no bones about it. It's Joe Dolan. Just Google Joe Dolan Fantasy Pros Top Ranked Fantasy Analysts and get back to me. Then go to FantasyPoints.com and use the code 21FEAST That will make all of your wildest dreams come true, or it'll give you really good fantasy football information, which is what most of you are looking for if you are here. Joe, uh, he's at FG underscore Dolan on social. He's the fantasy gangster. And Joe, I'm excited because we very rarely have breaking news. Mm -hmm. Let's dive right into it here in episode one. We always do the Thursday nighter. And the Sunday one o'clock games, episode two, which will drop in everybody's podcast podcast app shortly after midnight. We'll have the Sunday late games, Sunday nighter, Monday nighter. But it just came out. We usually record eleven a.m. when Eastern Wednesday mornings. About five minutes ago, it was announced that Case Keenum will start at quarterback. For the Cleveland Browns, which is intriguing for a lot of different reasons, including, Joe, we have six teams on buys. So people need streaming quarterbacks. So make sure everybody's listening. And you're telling us, Joe, about tight end streamers, quarterback streamers. Let's start with Case Keenum and the Browns against the Broncos. Not a whole lot of interest, to be completely honest with you. Um, uh, The one thing I will say is the Broncos gave up uh, or just – hemorrhaging big plays they gave up seven passes of 24 five or more yards uh last week against the raiders it's the most since at least 1991 that's from uh that's from josh dubo who covers uh, uh who covers the raiders or uh for the ap so he uh, obviously i mean obviously they're hemorrhaging big plays in the back end here's the problem Who's playing receiver for the Browns? I mean, Odell Beckham's dinged up too. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he's uh, he's got some some upside. Um, I, I think uh, Jarvis Landry could be back this week. Keenum is a low-end QB2 super flex kind of option this week. Obviously, the offensive line is banged up. The Browns were down both their tackles last week. They have no run game this week because both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are out. Uh, I think it's a really tough spot for Keenum, but I got to be honest, Ross. I think I think the Browns are making the right decision. I, I think right. they're making the right decision. I mean, Keenum's a great backup quarterback, more than capable. Baker Mayfield is clearly playing through something right now. Well, yeah, and he—I mean—he even went into it in detail. What I think is really interesting is 
What happens if Keenum plays really well? That's what I want to know. Let's get to uh, – Joe, let's get to um, the running backs because yeah. there's no Hunt and there's no Chubb. So here's here's what you got to do. And, like, you have to understand, a lot of things are going to be framed differently on this podcast. When I say somebody's not, like, appealing, um, it doesn't – like, this – you might have no choice this week with six teams on by and all the, inter, and all the uh, injuries – Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton are going to be the running backs for the Browns. John Kelly will probably be promoted to be the third stringer. Um, Dearness Johnson's a 208-pound guy from the University of South Florida who had his pro day in 2018, ran a 4-8-1 40-yard dash. Now, if you've listened to the Ross Tucker football podcast, you've heard Greg Cosell certainly say at points, you know, throughout the draft season or even into the NFL, that the, the most overrated trait for running backs is long speed. Now, it doesn't mean it's meaningless, as you saw with Derrick Henry on Monday night, but it's the most overrated because, for the most part, running backs aren't going to be ripping off 40-yard runs. They're not going to have a 40-yard dash rate to the end zone. Dearness Johnson goes forward, okay? He goes forward. He's averaged five yards per carry on 40 carries in his NFL career. Small sample size, I know, but he goes forward. That's what the Browns need this week. Demetric Felton, he played at UCLA. He was kind of a wide receiver, running back hybrid. He's played 45 snaps on offense this year per, per pro football focus. Only two of them have come in the backfield. So he, hmm. the Browns have essentially been using him more as a wide receiver. You would think he's going to be coming out of the backfield today. Uh, I mean, on Thursday night. Uh, but you're going to have him uh, probably have to catch four or five passes to come through for you for fantasy. But because of the injuries, because of the bye weeks, both of these guys are viable RB2 flex kind of plays. And I think a lot of people are going to be picking them up and starting them. Interesting. Okay, what about on the other side, the Broncos? They're kind of struggling. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's playing through a foot injury. He's expected to start. Um, This is a Cleveland defense that's given up four touchdown passes in each of the last two weeks. But, of course, that was to Kyler Murray and to Justin Herbert. So, you know, let's be – let, let, let's just take a, take a deep breath here. But I, I, Cleveland is getting healthier in the secondary. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom, they all played last week. Cortland Sutton has too high a ceiling for me to sit on these bye weeks. And Tim Patrick's floor is very useful when you have all these bye weeks. Um, and I doubt many fantasy players have the luxury of sitting Noah Fant. The last three games with Albert Okwe-Bunam, uh, the backup tight end on IR, he's had two games of double-digit targets. So he's in, in your lineup. Um, keep an eye on the status of Jerry Judy. I don't think he's going to play this week, but those of you who have been stashing him, he started to work out, practice a little bit. He could be back next week. So keep an eye on Jerry Judy. And in the backfield, Ross, both Gordon and Javante Williams continue to be these low end RB twos who are kind of sucking at each other right now. (laughs) I mean, seriously, Uh, I mean, it's just like, they're just like, like one, one's, one's, takes it early in the drive and then the other cleans it up and vice versa. They're, they're both kind of useful, but neither one of them is really uh, taking the bull by the horns here. All right, Joe, what about the next game? Carolina Panthers, New York Giants. Now I know you're not a Sam Darnold guy, yeah. but what those receivers did to him last week, that was criminal. It was like they were boycotting catching the football. Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. Robbie Anderson had 11 yards on 11 targets. Um, uh, I think up until the final drive, he had like he had like no yards on eight targets. Like, I mean, just 
an apocalyptically bad performance. Even DJ Moore came up with the dropsies. And now, you know, they could be struggling with depth because Terrace Marshall suffered a concussion. They had to put Zilstra. I know you're a big Zilstra guy, Ross. They had to put him on IR. Um, she Smith, the, the rookie, is probably going to work as their number three receiver. Um, here, Here's the problem, though, Ross. It's not mutually – it doesn't have to be one or the other. The quarterback can be playing poorly, and the receivers cannot be helping him. Fortunately, the Giants have been a team that just hemorrhaging points on the back end. Again, I, I have a trouble. I have trouble starting Robbie Anderson right now, just because I think he looks horrible. Um, but I think this is a bounce back spot for DJ Moore. Um, and I actually think Darnold, if you're really desperate, could be a streaming option here against this against this giant defense that really has not lived up to expectations this year. So it's a giant defense that I think is very exploitable. It's very gettable. It's a giant defense giving up the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. I actually think Darnold is on the streaming radar. You know what else is very gettable? The performance package 4.0 from Manscaped. It gives you the brand new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is very important, especially as you get older. No idea why we lose hair where we want it, but gain hair where we don't want it. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which is awesome. The Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts. How about the Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag? This is what you need to be doing. They have an exclusive offer for you guys, by the way. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FEAST20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FEAST20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. You got to use the code FEAST20. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with manscaped all right what about the giants on the other side joe uh again this is injuries across the board Kadarius tony is expected to miss this game i have doubts that kenny galladay is going to play in this game he's got the knee injury we have to check the status of saquon barkley who missed last week um it would be a good sign if saquon barkley can get back onto the practice field if he can't Devonte booker filled in for him last week against the rams turned his 16 touches into 69 scrimmage yards, and he played 72% of the snaps. He's going to be on the mid-to-back end RB2 range if Saquon Barkley doesn't play in this one. Uh, Sterling Shepard's probably in line for another double-digit target game. Keep in mind the left tackle, Andrew Thomas, is injured. So against this fast Carolina defense, I mean, this is this is a team. we got two teams with injury problems on each side. Daniel Jones, I mean, he had been playing good football at the beginning of the year. And then the injury bugs started beating, not, not just biting him, but biting everybody around him. That's been a problem. Sterling Shepard, Devontae Booker, maybe Saquon Barkley plays. Keep an eye on the status of their receivers. Again, I don't think Tony's going to play. I'd be surprised if, if Kenny Galladay plays. Um, Evan Ingram, despite all this opportunity, I still am not sure that guy still plays in the NFL. It's, it, it is pretty crazy. Let's stick with the New York teams. This time, though, it's the Jets off of their bye against the Patriots. All right, let's look at the Jets. Um, just what you wanted is a struggling rookie quarterback who now has a full-blown wide receiver rotation. 
Yeah. Uh, seven targets for Corey Davis in the London game against Atlanta. Six targets for Jamison Crowder. Three targets for Keelan Cole. Three targets for Denzel Mims. Two targets for Elijah Moore. Oh, and by the way, they're also throwing passes to Ryan Griffin. Um, and one to Braxton Berrios. Um, to me, it's Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder or bust here. They're both kind of wide receiver threes for me. The one thing I will say, Michael Carter has taken hold of that backfield. What does that mean? Well, not a whole lot so far because the Jets stink. But Michael Carter in week five against Atlanta, he had 13 touches. Ty Johnson had seven. Tevin Coleman had three. So Michael Carter is a guy who I think is certainly in these bye weeks, especially a heavy bye week like this one, he is somebody who is startable as an RB2 this week against the New England Patriots. Let's talk Patriots, Joe. Um, it feels like Mac Jones is playing pretty well, but none of I the guys so. are really, none of the skill guys are really benefiting. I, although I do like Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. So how about this? That game goes to overtime. Uh, 64 total points are scored in that game, New England Dallas. The Patriots ran 50 plays. 50. So you have Mac Jones throwing 21 passes in that game. So their target leader was Jacoby Myers. In a, tw- in a game where they scored 29 points, their target leader had six. Nobody else had more than three. So it's a really tough sell for me on any of these Patriots. I still, Hunter Henry is still the guy if you're playing a tight end here. Uh, John U. Smith, um, he, he joined Evan Ingram in retirement, I think. Um, how about, Ross, that drop from Nelson Aguilar in overtime? I mean, the deep- I saw the screenshot would have been a touchdown. I, 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 it could have been a touchdown. It literally could have been a touchdown. Like he had a safety to run away from at the bare minimum. It, it, it he could have set up a huge game, just a horrible drop by Aguilar. Um, these outside receivers are not trustworthy. You know, Kendrick Bourne, um, he had the drop that led to the interception for the touchdown. And then he burned Trevon Diggs on the very next offensive play in the backfield. I think Damian Harris looks great. The problem is they don't trust him on passing downs. He ran the fewest routes of their three running backs, Stevenson, uh, Bolden, and Harris. I think Stevenson's got a shot to carve out a role here, Ross. As you said, you like him. He had three catches for 39 yards. I don't know how many people are excited to start Ramondre Stevenson this week, but there might be people out there who have no choice to start, but to start Ramondre Stevenson this week. He vultured a touchdown. He had three catches for 39 yards. He could be on the streaming radar this week. There's no doubt about that. I'll be curious to see if he gets some more touches. All right. Very curious about this one. Should be some good fantasy points here. It's the Chiefs at the Titans. Chiefs are the Chiefs. Um, they are struggling. Uh, again, we grade Kansas City on a curve. Right. I don't think anybody's going to go out there and say, oh, Patrick Mahomes played a great game. He threw for 397 yards against the football team last week. But I don't think anybody's going to tell you he played great. It's just... Uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's banged up, Ross. He played under 60% of the offensive snaps in that game. Um, now he came on the field and he looked totally fine, but then you saw him on the, um, you saw him on the bike, uh, nine for 76 and a touchdown on a team best 12 targets, despite playing just 57% of the snaps. He also dropped another pass that would have resulted in an interception. That was, that, that did result in an interception. That was the second straight game that happened. Um, but they've got a beautiful matchup with the Titans secondary. I mean, I think you just got to keep starting Tyreek Hill. Um, right now, the the number two receiver continues to be a rotation 
with Nicole Hardman, Pringle, and Demarcus Robinson. It was Robinson who had the most targets in uh, on uh, last week against the Washington, and he had the touchdown. But Hardman is probably the most trustworthy of that group. And I'm going to tell you something. I think this team loves Daryl Williams. Like, I feel better, and I don't think Darrell Williams is a better player than Edwards Olaire, or is at least more talented than Edwards Olaire. I don't think that's the case. But in terms of, like, I feel better about Darrell Williams for fantasy without Clyde Edwards Olaire than I do about Edwards Olaire for fantasy with Darrell Williams, when Darrell Williams is also active. You know, Darrell Williams gets tw- uh, 24 touches. Um, that's the most by a Kansas City running back in a game since week six of 2020. Um, that's the like, so Clyde Edwards lawyer hasn't had 24 touches in the game since then. Uh, he hung 23.9 fantasy points um, in his first start. He had, again, 24 touches, nine, 89 yards from scrimmage, 72% snap share. Dude, I, I mean, I think this is like an RB1 borderline right now with the way he was used in week number six uh, against Washington. On the other side, we've got the Titans. They have this guy named Derrick Henry. Joe, we've never seen anything like it. Uh, I don't even know what to say about him. I guess the question is, is Tannehill a streamer? Are are, are any of the wide receivers a thing? Julio hurt his hamstring for the 17th consecutive year. Yeah, yeah. so so A.J. Brown, uh, it was good to see Ross for the first time this year. Uh, A.J. Brown led the Titans in receiving in a game. Uh, in week six, that now means six different receivers have led the Titans in receiving in each of their first six games. So they're mixing the ball around. I, I don't think Julio's going to play. Um, if you need a streamer, Akina, Westbrook Akina is the guy who I think I would go after to play this week. Again, no, does it, do you want to start Nick Westbrook Akina? Of course you don't. The Titans don't want to start Nick Westbrook Akina, but Julio Jones is going to miss. Um, if Julio Jones plays, I don't think, I mean, good luck. I like we've seen this injury. I think, I think it's, I think that they're going to put him on IR. I mean, I just can't imagine the aggravation of the hamstring is going to be anything good. Uh, but Westbrook Akeen is the guy who's been running the routes, catching the passes. That's the guy I would use against Kansas City uh, if I needed a wide receiver streamer from this game. And as you said, it Derrick Henry is just the, a complete freak of nature. Um, I, I like. I hope he bucks every trend about running backs. I hope we're talking in seven years about how Derrick Henry is this bastion of longevity, the biggest freak show he's ever we've ever seen because he's a legitimately fun to watch player. The guy's up there with my favorite players in the entire league at this point. I just love watching that guy. I love having him for fantasy. Uh, just like the the, the the notion that he can take any carry to the house with finesse, with power, with speed. It's just unbelievable. It's uh he is a specimen the likes of which we, we've pretty much never seen. Never. You know who else is on some level? Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And the Packers host the Washington football team. Pretty unbelievable how disappointing the defenses have been for the Giants and the football team. Very I mean, surprising. The, the teams is more disappointing to me because I think they have more talent, but um, you know, Kansas City's going to do that to just about anybody. However, you know, the, the problem for Washington, uh, Heineke has kind of Heineked. I mean, he's 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 played like Heine. Uh, he's he's starting to get exposed here a little bit in a great matchup against Kansas City. 
they're down a couple of receivers. You know, Curtis Samuel's not playing. Terry McLaurin's less than 100%. Logan Thomas is out. Heineke was kind of exposed in that game. Um, although he had, like, one of the greatest incompletions I've ever seen when he was, like, sacked twice but never hit the ground, and he got up and just threw the ball away. It was hilarious. It was impressive. But Heineke, unfortunately, um, it, it, it's, it started to get be hard to watch for that guy. Two things that need to be pointed out. In a vastly negative game script last week, J.D. McKissick had 18 opportunities to Antonio Gibson's 13. J.D. McKissick had 110 yards from scrimmage to Antonio Gibson's 44, most notably. That shin injury, that calf injury for Antonio Gibson, it, it they're pay, he's paying the bill right now for, for playing through that. I think JD, I actually rank J.D. McKissick higher than Antonio Gibson this week. If Gibson plays, I know people are looking into Jarrett Patterson as a potential streamer, but in a projected negative game script, I want J.D. McKissick in my lineup this week against Green Bay. If you're looking for a streamer at wide receiver at wide receiver with Terry McLaurin dinged up, Deami Brown, the rookie out of North Carolina, we're also here in North Carolina right now. Uh, the rookie out of North Carolina had six targets last week against Kansas City. And at tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones is a starter, baby. I mean, he has played virtually the entire Logan Thomas role. He has usurped that entire role with Logan Thomas on IR. I'm starting Ricky Seals-Jones in a few spots this week for the Washington football team, but we need Taylor Heineke to play better. That's interesting about Antonio Gibson. I know Dr. Chow has been down on his his shin splints. He said he wasn't playing through pain. Yeah, obviously he is. Let's go to the Falcons off the bye, getting Calvin Ridley back from his personal issue against the Dolphins, who are basically like Mike Gesicki all the time. Ross, just let me rewind one sec, because the Packers are the Packers. We know who they are. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I forgot like, the Packers. I just, want, I just want to throw one thing out there about them. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is eligible to come off of IR. If you're in a deep league, Nobody has emerged as like that second receiver opposite Devontae Adams. Might be a guy to consider picking up just just to throw that out there. Otherwise, you know how to handle the Packers. Um, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling might be somebody in a deep league you consider adding here because nobody's emerged as that number two wide receiver. In Let me ask you this, Joe. If you're, if you're in a deep league and you, uh, you got a back or two on buys, A.J. Dillon? Oh, God, like yeah. That? I mean – um, I was disappointed in his lack of involvement in the passing game last week, but you know, Green Bay and Chicago, that was such a slow paced game. Both teams only ran 57 plays in that game. So it was kind of a weird game, but Dylan still managed to get 11, 11 carries in that game. Now he is absolutely with the Packers favored here. Absolutely on the radar. I mean, that's not even a question. Like you, you I think you hope he scores a touchdown. Maybe he goes for a sneaky hundred yards, but yeah, AJ Dylan is absolutely on the fantasy radar this week. All right, now we can go to the Falcons and the Dolphins. Yeah, um, Calvin Ridley is going to be back. Kyle Pitts predictably exploded. Um, the Falcons have started to score a few more points. Now, obviously, they're coming off a bye. But Matt Ryan's been playing a different brand of football. Over the first three weeks, his average depth of throw was about five yards. I mean, that's my dink and dunk noise. Well, the last two games before their bye, zoom, downfield, over 10 yards, A dot. Calvin Ridley, Julio Julio Jones, oh, I'm sure they still wish. Uh, Kyle Pitts, these guys are studs. 
and you start him every week. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a massive second half breakout. Um, Russell Gage has has uh, a chance to play this week. Not somebody you're starting, but just uh, as an example, you might need a streaming quarterback this week. All of a sudden, Matt Ryan's playing good football. He threw for 342 and two touchdowns against the Jets. Yes, it's the Jets, but that Dolphin defense has been struggling. They've had injuries in the secondary. Um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence went for 319 against them in, in the London game. I, the Falcons receivers, I think Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are going to have big games. And, of course, you're still starting Cordero Patterson in the backfield. Mike Davis had a good game as well. I'm interested to see what that split is like. Because Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis shared the field quite a bit in the London game because Calvin Ridley didn't play and they were playing Patterson essentially at wide receiver. Uh, let's see what that split is, but they have no reason to take Cordero Patterson off the field. I can guarantee you that. What about the Dolphins? Uh, just, I mean, you want to talk nuclear vibes. This team's vibes are just terrible. Ross, uh, we talked about Brandon Staley's comments, right? Like where he said, like, yeah, I love analytics. I believe in analytics, but sometimes you've got to punch somebody in the mouth with the run game. Yeah. The Dolphins do not have that ability. They have willingly ignored the ability to do that. They are the human, they are the embodiment of we can put anybody in the backfield and we're going to be able to run the ball. Cost them the game against the Jaguars because they didn't have somebody who could punch them in the mouth on fourth and short. Um, It's... Two, I thought actually looked all right. Um, he threw a bad interception, but 33 of 47 for 329 and two touchdowns. I am starting Tua in multiple spots this week because I like the matchup against Atlanta. Um, Gesicki has been Tua's guy dating back to last year. Very few teams have the luxury of sitting Gesicki right now. Jalen Waddle, his A dot has been much farther downfield with Tua than it was with uh, Jacoby Brissett. He's still a starter for me, and I want to check the status of Devontae Parker because he could be a starter for me this week as well as he comes off that shoulder and hamstring injury. But, I mean, the backfield, it was a problem. The offensive line is a problem for Miami. This is a team that, quite frankly, uh, as it looks right now, week seven of the 2021 NFL season looks to have botched its rebuild. Last but not least, we've got what I think is really the game of the day. It's the Bengals and the Ravens. But first, I want to give a shout-out to small business owners. You guys are the ones overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Feels like there's a lot of guys on the Ravens and Bengals working for everyone this week, Joe. Uh, yeah. So the problem with the Bengals, and and I don't want to, I don't want to crap on the Bengals here because they've been honestly one of my favorite teams. That's a suffering fan base, um, and they deserve good things. Um, but Jamar Chase has obviously been their star. But the problem with the Bengals is they're the slowest-paced team in the NFL, so they're not running a ton of plays. So who's that hurting? A, number one, it's hurting Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd has been the guy getting really hurt, with Jamar Chase um, you know, kind of forcefully emerging as the top receiver for Joe Boyd, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they become kind of volatile. Higgins has fallen below 45 receiving yards in each of his first two games back from his shoulder injury. 
And Boyd had a seven-yard catch on three targets against the Lions. That was it. Uh, with their full cast of receivers, he's got five catches for 31 yards over the last two weeks. Uh, Joe Burrow has gravitated towards Jamar Chase. Um, I know, like, guys who have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, there's six teams on by this week. You know, you might not have a choice, but the pace has been a problem for Cincinnati. They clearly don't want Joe Burrow dropping back 50 times a game, which is smart. Ross, you've seen the way Joe Burrow plays. The guy is fearless. Like, he's not recoiling out there. I mean, I I, I think Bengal fans are cringing at some of the things they've been seeing Joe Burrow do, but that's just his game. So that Joe Burrow has been uh, playing competitive football. The problem is they're not running a ton of plays. The good news is, finally, we got a coach who didn't lie to us. Zach Taylor said before week six, Joe Mixon's going to get a full workload against the Lions. And I thought he looked phenomenal. He had a season best 26.3 fantasy points on a 62% snap share. Um, and that came just after a 28% snap share against the Packers. He is obviously back to being healthy. He is a RB1 at this stage against the Baltimore Ravens, who have injuries on both sides of the football. Wow. Uh, that's interesting about the Bengals being the slowest paced offense. Really? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, that's Just the, the least amount of plays. They run yeah, the least right. amount of plays. Yes. Yes. Interesting. All right. What about uh, for the Ravens? Well, the Ravens here. Uh, let, let's talk first and foremost about the receiving core. Ross, I'm not uh, I'm not freaking out. By the way, the Bengals, in terms of total plays per game, they're at 58.8, which is actually tied for fifth fewest in the NFL, but their pace is just horrifically slow. So that, that's what I was getting at. Um, uh, the Ravens here, they've got this uh, backfield. I'm, I'm workshopping a nickname for it, Ross. I'm calling it the throwback field. You've got Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Latavius Murray. Now, Murray's dealing with an ankle injury. Let, Le'Veon Bell looks like he's riding a lawnmower out there um i can't believe i'm saying this but i think the best of the running backs looks to be Devonte freeman like i like i think he looks the most explosive i think he, he has the most receiving chops that's the guy above all i'd prefer to start this week uh if i had to start a ravens running back if latavius murray can't play with the ankle injury i think they're going to activate tyson williams but um I, I obviously they don't trust him for whatever reason i think Devonte freeman looks to be the best of their running backs now you know what to do with Mark Andrews. Uh, we, I, Honestly, he's challenging Kelsey for like the number one tight end. This We actually ranked him above Kelsey last week. Um, he's he's the number clear number two tight end in fantasy football right now. And I know people are asking about the receiving core. Rashad Bateman played almost exclusively outside in week number one. They had Devin Duvernay as their slot receiver. He out-targeted Hollywood Brown six to five. I'm not freaking out about Hollywood Brown. That was a laugher. The Ravens did not have to throw the ball in that game. I don't, Lamar threw two terrible interceptions, both by Kaiser White, the linebacker. Um, but that game was a laugher. They re- re- uh, won that running away. You know, the fa- Lamar also missed Hollywood Brown for a potential touchdown. It was it went off his fingertips, so people were like, oh, he dropped another one. It was a little out in front of him, so I'm not going to put that on Hollywood Brown. Um, but I'm still starting Hollywood Brown until further notice. But Rashad Bateman, Tying for the team lead in targets in his first game back uh, from that groin surgery. Pretty good sign if you stash Rashad Bateman away. Um, that's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so, Joe, we got a whole other episode, and we still have six more games. 
Lions, Rams, Eagles, Raiders, Texans, Cardinals, Bears, Bucks, Carson Wentz and the Colts against the Niners, Saints, Seahawks. Let's get at it. I'm full, but I'm not stuffed. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.